1: deeper down the rabbit hole, although tonight we don't have Jason. I'm here with my most, more excellent, because he showed up, co-host, Zach Lee, and I am Andrea Vitimis. Uh Today, we're going to talk about something I like. I think it's cool, and we're going to try to expand it past its conjure, what people usually think about conjure, because really, uh, many cultures have different, different ways to do this from floor washes in conjure, also exists in floor washes in Japanese Shinto. It has variants in Hindu temple spaces. It has massive correspondences in ceremonial magic that you see people actually washing floors and the walls and everything. This is one of those things that many cultures, Egyptian down the line, people have realized, You know, this act of cleaning the floor could be used for magical purposes. And we're gonna talk about that today. So the floor wash is a hidden magical talisman of goodness, really, that you could use in a lot of different forces, a lot of different ways.
0: Yeah, I mean, as you were saying earlier, it's like primarily a lot of people know it from root work who do um, conjure, but so many other cultures are using it and we don't really hear much about them that much, I find, especially in the Asian components. Right? Like, it's one of those common things that you, at least growing up, you know clean the floor is important. Taking off your shoes is important. But no one really explains the symbolic... They say it's symbolic it's respect, but there's actual real magical implications on that from a folk magic standard. Exactly. There really is, because we, when you think about floor washes, everyone's just like, okay,
1: get the formula. And that's it. No, right? Every action in the... Floor wash has intention behind it that's actually carrying through intention. But it's not just getting rid of stuff. There's a lot of different ways that floor wash can be used to draw stuff in. Well, I, mean, I think the most common type of floor washes are either to expel some stuff or keep things out or draw stuff in, both of which are cross-cultural. That they are not just part of conjure, uh, although... They're a big part of Conjure, and That's very popular right now on the internet. Uh, I mean, we, we can talk about the Shinto aspects of this in the Japanese, and although it's a little bit different in the Japanese thing, uh, aspect of this, but we'll talk about that. Well, One of the things about floor washes is that you lay it down and you're done, right? You could keep layering it to make it stronger, but once you lay it down, you have, a, have changed your domicile from... location to a talisman now four washes don't tend to last forever but really you can get a couple weeks or a month out of it and then you've changed this to a talisman that you're walking on a talisman that you're around all the time
0: yeah and i think like that implication of walking on the talisman living in the talisman it's gonna have a direct effect on you especially if you're spending how much time in there especially these days um since most people are working from home
1: well, I mean, before, you, you'd probably use four washes to draw people into a business,
0: too. Like to- oh, absolutely. I mean, I've done that. I mean, we've all done that, I think, yeah. so. Yeah, I mean, it, you change people's whole
1: demeanor, atmosphere, their whole mindset, their experience, by having them walk into a space that literally has been blessed with a four wash. Like, they walk on this talisman, and even if they're wearing shoes it automatically changes their whole demeanor and it changes their demeanor towards you, towards the, the business. They want to come back. They just feel good. These are all pretty easy things to do with a, a uh, floor wash and it doesn't really require them. I, I know some people think that with magic, you have to get permission to uh, work on other people. That's a lie. Once they step over the threshold of your business They are giving permission to be affected by the experience. You're just giving them an
0: experience that is also nonlinear as well as linear. Right. I mean, even at the center, it's like, I know definitely uh, I've put down floor washes and everyone comments consistently like how calming it is. Well, from a healing perspective, that's what you need because people bring in stress from the day. You don't know what they're bringing in really so for them to even be more peaceful that that's a huge difference
1: yeah you know uh, i got paid occasionally do floor washes for churches in chicago right In know american communities you know the purpose wasn't to make people come it was pretty much give give your money up i mean <laughs> you know churches be churches that's what it's about you know they need money to keep going so <laughs> keep going and we'll put a floor wash down Right. So, like, you could have all kinds of ingredients in floor washes. Not herbals are the most common, I think, generally speaking. And then there's a lot of reason for that. I think there are a lot of reason for why herbs are the number one things, but there's a lot of other things that we could do. I mean, floor washes are great to wash cement, wash linoleum, wash even hardwood floors, but one of the problems people will need to experiment with in practice, first of all, there's if you look online, there's about a million different formulas for every single floor wash. This is not what's important. Like, try the recipe out, but what's actually important is that you're getting it in tune with each ingredient. Each step of a floor wash, when you do it, has to be done with intention
0: and focus. If you don't have a focus on it, it's not going to matter. It really isn't. Right. And I mean, that's where it's like you, and this is when you're doing the floor wash. I mean, you're usually using a mop on that or Swiffer or something equivalent to that. And that's a very simple motion. So that's easy to get into a trance for focusing.
1: Yeah. And by focus, for some of you listening, maybe a better term is prayer for you. For us, it would be focus, but it's more like intentioned focus, more like actual prayer. Uh, when you're mixing the ingredients and everything. This is the thing people do wrong with floor washes, honestly. Like, I do a floor wash. It takes me, like, three hours. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, right? I am mean, like, it doesn't take me three hours to put it down. It takes me three hours to actually mix the ingredients, to pray or focus over the ingredients, to clean all the ingredients, to make sure they're enlivened to the point they should be enlivened, to actually put them together and make sure it all comes together to, to actually go around the walls and put down the floor wash and to do all that with intention. That's like three or four hours, but it lasts like three or four weeks gets pretty good results. I think most people just kind of be like, Oh, I got a floor wash. I bought it here at the botanica and I'm done.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's very common. Actually. People are like, well, here's the ingredients. The ingredients are going to do everything. And it's like, no, they're not. <laughs> Well, I mean, first of all, most of the ingredients of the stuff you can buy
1: is all synthetic, and it's mostly just a little bit of food coloring and a little bit of perfumes. Now, that, work, that can work, but, you know, magic works on a lot of the principles of also, you know, it's basically because people believe it. I mean, those, ca- those things are basically somewhat inert. The smell makes people remind them of the intention. A lot of people will actually do this: just buy it, put it down in a half hour. Maybe if they're lucky, if they're prayer. And when I'm advising people, I'm like, you you can't just do this for 15 minutes. Like, like with the floor wash, you gotta you gotta really pray. I mean, if you're really good at energy work or prayer work, maybe maybe a half hour is enough. But, but probably not. Like, I mean, I actually prefer to use natural elements and to actually put it together myself because it allows me to imbue that directly with my intention and spill that intention over into everything like basically to 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 saturate the intention into each element and usually like i'll spend time with each element that i'm going to forward, and then put it down one of the things about when you put it down is also important this is the thing i find that people often do um they take shortcuts right they just put it into a tube, put it into a a you know a bucket, and they just mop. Well, really, you should be, if it's a breaking floor wash, you should have incense going. You should treat it like a ritual in itself. The cleaning act is the ritual, where you're going from corner to corner, from the furthest uh, corner, and then mop towards the door. So that way you're making the motion and gesture be what you're trying to do, which is get rid of negativity, boom break the negativity each step. Like, and you should literally, when you're doing it, you, I like to, I'll, sometimes I'll pray with this, but sometimes I'll just visualize like the area being clean, not just clean, but have that certain spiritual spark grow. But I'll go real slow inch by inch until I get like, I'm scrubbing the most dirty, uh, dirty mud caked floor. Oh, uh, trying to get the energy up and scrub it. And then that there might only be after like a couple minutes, like one little square that i got gotten scrubbed clean, you know? So it's like not necessarily going fast is good. I mean, yes, being efficient is, but in this case, like you're trying to actually push the intention and the vibe of this kind of spiritual cleanliness with a breaking one into the actual floor itself you know, while you're doing it. And I think that's, that's usually one, if I was doing it, I would have a candle. I would go around with the candle. It would take me a while to scrub it. You know, I would be putting my intention in. I would, I would be trying to really kind of focus. I, I might be praying intensely. That that takes a lot of effort,
0: actually. Like you get tired. You should be tired after you put one of these down. Oh yeah. I mean, every time I've done floor washes, it's work. Right. I know it's going to last for a while. It's work, though. Like Three or four hours is about the average, really. I mean, people listening will probably be like, Gas, you guys are chaos magicians for about three hours on a floor wash. Be like, yeah, because it lasts for like three weeks or four weeks or even more. Like if you do it right. Yeah. And I mean, and as you keep layering a floor wash, it keeps amplifying itself too, right? So like just from the investment standard, I find it's, Great because it was at one point, I was throwing down floor washes like once a week, just to bring things in, and I mean it worked well, mind you. It kept building onto itself like a talisman. It kept increasing its resonance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that, that's exactly it.
1: I mean one of the things is that we're talking about floor washes, but you know floor washes. There's also wall washes, there's window washes, there's door washes. They have slightly different purposes, I found like both window washes, like and door washes tend to modulate what can come in and out of the house. Um, uh, literally what people see in your house through the windows or what you see out of windows, uh, depending on which side the the window washes. Now you might think, oh, well, that doesn't matter, but it does. In both cases, like your perception of your neighbor's have of you or our business, mm-hmm. that's very important that you can affect their perception of that, like your perception of the outside world. Very kind of important if you're um, trying to look at the good side of things, right? Not not trying to look at the negative side of things or if you're trying to find opportunities while you're looking out the window. You know, doors similarly can modulate uh, the door. A door wash, same generally principle, you mix the herbs and what do you call, and you basically can modulate what comes in and out of the door. So that's a good way. If you can't do a whole floor wash, you don't have the time. The time's the same, but if you don't have the ability to do a floor wash, you can wash the whole door, the door post, and the inside of the door, and basically get it to modulate what's coming in and out which is a good cheater method, a cheater, it's fair magic, you know, going in or out of the house is enough sometimes. Although if you're starting from a position where things are a little rough in the place, I mean, I would try to do the whole place inside,
0: go from the inside out and then modulate what comes in from the door. Yeah. And I mean, this is where you can get creative with it and have multiple different washes for different things. So you might have a floor wash that does one thing, but then you might have a window or door wash that does a different thing. But they can all synergize also. So you can make this into a bigger plan. Yeah, I mean, you certainly could have, I mean, if you're doing classical
1: ceremonial magic, really strong groups will actually do a wall wash. Now, granted, that gets a little dicey. The floor wash actually gets a little dicey too. You have to actually do some experimentation to see what will work with your floor. So like, take a little patch when you're doing it. Like for instance, with salt, like you're probably gonna want no more than less than a half cup per two gallons of water, right? Like that's just, otherwise you will get a cake. Same is probably true for sugar. It's probably more like a fourth cup yeah, for two gallons. If you use more than that, it's gonna get sticky, right? And you don't want, so you gotta, it isn't necessarily the amount of water that you produce that matters, of course. One thing I will say is if you can get it and you live in a pretty environmentally good area, like now that's questionable for some areas, but rainwater or stream water is pretty good as a base for uh, a floor wash, it actually helps. You're drawing the motion of the the rain, especially for a breaking floor wash. You're drawing the water, the movement of the water and the moving water to help break things. So it's got that natural, the water that has other qualities of natural raking elements that are part of the, the rainwater
0: or the, the stream water, you know, I know. And it's like, you know, I've done that where I've went to the river, got water collected. I still got some of my fridge, and I'll use that for my floor washing, especially if I know for certain things.
1: Yeah, I find those are really useful if you can get, you know. Granted, the flip side of that is there's some... People on the internet will say, if you use anything but those waters, it won't work. That's not true, it will. It'll work better if you have that stuff for those things, and it'll work better, we're talking about breaking floor washes here where you're actually trying to break stuff. So, you know, one thing I do wanna talk about is carpet. Carpet is a problem for floor washes, but we have your
0: solution. Yes, we do, it's called steam cleaner. (laughs)
1: That said, the steam cleaner ingredients still, all the same stuff still applies, right? You At that point, when you're making it, this is why you have to experiment with it. Definitely use a rental steam cleaner uh, that they don't check too much, you know, for obvious reasons. You don't have to break it and then have to buy it. $300 steam cleaner. You basically want to use... Your herbs have to then be strained when you do this. And so a lot of times floor wash you're going to want to strain the herbs no matter what you do because you're just going to want the floor wash and not the herbs all over your floor depending i mean if you're in a conjure shop maybe you want people to see that you actually have the herbs around but generally all the rest of us who want to be a little stealthy when you make it you're going to have to make it and then basically strain the herbs so there's a few things we have to talk about the mechanics of how to make it and strain the herbs almost always these herbs are going to be water-soluble. So you have to use some chemistry with this to understand if it's water, the active ingredients of the herbs are water-based or, or alcohol-based. It's one of the other two. That's it. It's, it's either going to be water or alcohol-based. Water and alcohol mix pretty well. You can add alcohol to four washes. No problem. You know, like ethanol, not ethanol, but, you know, basically perfume. That is ethanol, isn't it? So yeah. Yeah, perfume, uh perfume alcohol, that will mix with water pretty well. You know, high grade basically, high grade corn alcohol which is everclear. That will work with really well. So you have to really look up the herbs first to see that you're using first to see whether or not the herbs are water soluble or alcohol soluble and then if they're alcohol soluble you boil them in the safest way to do this honestly speaking is to have a double pan. And if no one knows what a double pan is, it's like you have a real small pan with the alcohol in it and have a big pan with water in it. So that way it's not really flammable. It's much safer to do it that way. And then basically from there, but you do heat, if it's alcohol soluble, you usually can get away with doing it at a low temperature. So basically low, really low flame, make sure none of the pan is exposed to the flame because you're dealing with a freaking Everclear, right? It's flammable. That's why you use the double boiler. Or like you have all this, you have the alcohol inside of a jar that's inside of a big pot of water. Again, same thing. And don't close the jar off because it'll explode.
0: Yeah, that, that's a big thing. Like, it sounds like we're talking about cooking basics, but it is a safety basic.
1: Yeah, I mean, so if they're alcohol soluble, you can do it like that. If they're water soluble, usually you have to use higher temperature near boiling and then basically what you should do is basically use a small a small saucepan and use the water in there like different plants have different time they usually take but usually 10 minutes of boiling is enough to get everything out of that uh, the plant that out of it and then you have to strain it repetitively in your folds and right. that can be a good base for many different different things from there like certainly some people will use Crystals, crystal washes, put crystals in the floor washes, right? Let it sit in there when they're doing the mopping. That changes the vibration. Well, it doesn't add any active chemicals to the floor wash. The second thing that people will do is, not people will do it too, uh, is dilute it. Once you have the core of the ingredients, you can dilute it down so that way it's obviously not going to leave a fill. And that, that's all done with testing. I mean, once you're at that point, the steam cleaner will work great. And you can add extra, I wouldn't say you can add extra all the alcohol, but you can add more alcohol, which will act as a natural cleanser for the steam cleaning of the carpet, which works great, actually. The steam cleaning works great. Now, in Conjure, if you'll read about it, most of these ingredients have, have odd numbers of things. That has to do with some Conjure superstitions about you're trying to make change, and if it's an even number, it's stable, but if it's an odd number, it's less stable, which is exactly what you want because you want your life to change, so it's like imbalance that you're trying to put into the world because the balance comes from the world changing, so that way you your reality changes. That's the balancing point. That makes make sense from a balance standpoint, but different systems have different sets of ingredients that we're going we're to talk a little bit about, but the steam cleaner one... You can do that, like I said, if everything's strained really, really well, you can use cheesecloth to strain it or really fine. It has to be a a fine strainer, not like a pizza strainer, like something closer
0: to a medical strainer. Yes, and it's the particular things, like if we're getting more technical for people that are listening, it's also like depending on your herbs, I generally would say your flowery type herbs, leave them last. Like your stems, put them in first.
1: Boil the stems first, yeah. The leaves, the flowers should be last, and the leaves somewhere in the middle, because the, they're they're the most delicate elements. Uh, if you boil them too long, they just it won't really. It'll just get crumpled. They won't really do anything bad, per se. Oh, those
0: really technical elements. We like we went right to the cooking element, But this is what we do with, like, because this is experience here, right? So it's like there's sometimes when I've done stuff where I haven't diluted, say, a sugar wash, and the floor got too sticky, right?
1: The thing is, too, is there's different types of intention that you should be doing while you're doing it. Okay, so clearly you shouldn't be so far into gnosis that you're boiling Ever clear and not paying attention, right? Yes, you can keep saying prayers, you can focus on it. Maybe I, I use a, a rattle, I keep going at it, but I'm paying attention so my kitchen doesn't explode. That's critically important to this. Actually, this will get important too. We'll talk about waxes too. Right. And with waxes and floor waxes, this becomes even more important like different chemicals. The, the paying attention becomes more important. So when would I actually start actually doing the heavy lifting? Well, I'm doing heavy lifting when I'm making, picking the herbs and putting them together, right? The first kind of me relating the herbs, making the formula, crushing the herbs, putting all my energy in the herbs, then putting it into the pot, boiling it a little, and then basically after it boils, because you're not going to put scalding hot freaking water on your floors when it cools then you're doing more ritual work over the top of it to actually get the floor wash imbued. And then the actual process of actually what call it? Now, there's some common superstitions, too, with the floor wash. Like, we've been talking about a breaking one a lot uh, because the person who actually... The sponsor who requested the show, who's not here, but we're going to do it anyway, because you asked... Yes. Uh, basically, when you actually take the water out to the thing... What seems like superstition is you actually chuck the water as far as you can. But if you think about that, that's with intention wise, that's not really that superstitious. That's actually a good idea because you've got the dirt from the house and the dirt, the energetic dirt in the water because you wring it out each time. And by chucking it, you're chucking it all out the house. Usually at that point, this is almost, it may not be classic conjure, I mean, Now, with so much internet content, I know it's classic content, but I usually will put some candles on the stairs when I throw it out so that way the bad can't come back through the candle. It's like a
0: light, like stay away, bad, stay away. Oh, yeah, and I mean, I would even go to a point of throwing it on the road so it moves away completely. Oh, yeah, I'd carry it down the stairs and throw it to the road, yeah. I mean, usually I would wash the whole steps, too. Uh, they. Um, Just chuck it outside in your yard. It's like no, you throw that to the rotor street where it's not your property. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I usually do. Actually, absolutely, uh, I'll
1: take it out there. So since I've had this fail of somebody at my house before who accidentally did this, do not salt the earth of your grass. I seriously, I shouldn't have to say that, but somebody did that. Yeah. Kill the apple tree. You have to take it out to the street. But if it's diluted enough, it'll be okay. It'll wash away. So you shouldn't, this is where we're you're putting down things that are way too toxic for the environment. It shouldn't be in your house either. I mean, I know there's formulas from like Conjure that are pretty toxic, but I'd think about that. Like those those formulas that are that hard to find, you should be able to do everything for Conjure work from your grocery store. You should be able to make your floor wash from almost everything that you can get in the grocery store. Maybe, maybe if it, it's a slightly better than the Aldi's, you should be able to get it from the grocery store. Aldi's, they, they don't have much. No frills, they don't have much either. You know, they have the bare bones. But if it's slightly better than that, really, between the fresh herbs and the grocery store and the spices, you should be able to make all all your floor washes for real purposes that right then and there. What do you think? Prove me
0: wrong with that. What do you agree with me? Prove me wrong on that. I, I fully agree. It's... One of those things that from Conjure, it's like, what can you get at the moment? And that was basically whatever was in the grocery store. So it, it, from the most skeleton piece, the basis is, yes, you can get almost everything at the grocery store. If you want to get a little more avid about it, sure, go to a local or bliss store or go to your botanica or whatever. And then you can get more foreign things, but really it's not necessary. It's just you being a little more adventurous with the herbs, but they're not necessary. The thing is too though, there's some systems that have really set formulas.
1: So ceremonial magic, you know, I know about some uh, Judaism, when they wash the temple has certain formulas. I certainly know in the Mormon faith, when they wash the temple down, it's got certain herbs. And, you know, those are specific, you know, granted they're specific to the system, but you can find alternatives usually that have similar correspondences even in the grocery store. That's not to say to not use the weird stuff. It's not weird stuff, but not use the harder to find stuff. If you like it, please do. But it's saying that you could do this just with what you can find in the grocery store. But still, the toxicity comment totally applies. It's too toxic for you to even have in your house. Don't use it in the floor wash.
0: Yeah, like don't be using Quicksilver or some crap like that. Like, use common sense.
1: Oh, you mean I can't use mercury in my floor
0: wash? I mean, I totally want the mercury alive. What's wrong with that? What could possibly go wrong, Zach? Well, what type of mental issues would you like on your floor wash? (laughs) And fumes. Uh, Wouldn't those mental issues just bring me
1: close to the (laughs) God? You went there. (laughs) <laughs> not being in all seriousness, don't use mercury
0: in your floor wash. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I mean, we're joking about that, but don't do it. Yeah, but you'd be surprised that some people will be like, oh, it's online, and it's because it's Google Foo. It's totally like, if I, it's online, it's not toxic, and we can use it. Like, they're actually from, uh, in Contra at least,
1: not in other systems, but some of those formulas are actually from the, oh man, now I forgot, but it's, It's what Catherine Ironwood drew her material from, basically. It's the five grimoire set of Conjure that was written by Hyatt. And some of those recipes do come from there. But that was written in the 18th century, 1800s or so, when people didn't know what Mercury actually did. So some of the formulas don't make any sense. And, you know, people will put those online without context that... you. People will just get the mercury from the thermometers at that point, And you can't even do that now, right? Because people know that mercury is toxic. Mercury is a good example of that. But there are other things that are, there are other ingredients that are in the Hyatt books that are toxic. You, like You can't leave your brain at the door with the magical work. You have to literally look at, okay, well, we have magic. We have the original formulas, which anyone can look up at this point. When we have to look at the toxicology of the, some of these things to say, is it something that, if this book was written in the 1800s, is it something that I should stick by? And, uh, science says maybe not. And I, I think science, you should probably pay attention to that text. And actually, a lot of those things actually you can't actually find the, tox- the toxicity of the different herbs and stuff like that uh, online. So it's easy to find whether or not how toxic it is. I mean, even something diluted enough probably is okay. Uh, but and if you got a baby around, do you really want to use nightshade on the form? Or or pets, right?
0: Like pets, right, yeah. I'm like, but you can study the toxicity and get that information before starting. Well, right. And not to even get more complex on things, but this does take like study in particular because different herbs might have different chemical reactions. So you got to look at that too. Yeah. I
1: mean, I think a lot of it is like, you have to, one of the things they never taught. Well, first of all, I'm still not a fan of store-bought ones. Uh, generally speaking. Well, I'm a fan of some store-bought ones, but not the ones that are like pre-mixed perfume ones. I just don't like them. That's just my preference. Uh, there's a lot of reasons for that, but it comes down to the fact they don't really have any herbs in the they work in a pinch because people believe, like we said earlier. But I actually think, like, you got to test the floor wash on small sections of your carpet or your floor before actually putting it down. What you think is wood is probably not anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, carpet could be nylon. It could be cotton. It could be, I don't even know what else it could be. It could be, it could be a blend. be some polymer, yeah. Yeah, some sort of polymer. So you really, in practical terms, like, this show has been way more practical than I expected it to be, actually. but in practical terms, you have to actually try a little a little bit of the floor before going forward, just to make
0: sure it doesn't discolor things and you're good to go uh, with what you're trying to do. Yeah, and the other thing I add to that in particular, it's like you're testing a little bit, but then you also, you guys test all surfaces too, just because it works on one doesn't mean it's going to work on other ones. That's that's right. That's right. You have to test a little bit on each surface to see, you know,
1: drab a little on the carpet, drab a little on the hardwood, see if it works or not. Let no of them. That's absolutely right. Which gets us to a little bit about the wax. We've been talking a lot about the herbal stuff, but a lot of these floor washes could just be basic combinations of essential oils and water. But if you have hardwood floors, like uh, mostly my floors are almost all hardwood, you can use coconut oil, with a combination of essential oils. Or oils, okay, for another herbal hint, we now go to back to the double boil. So you can basically make, not ghetto, but impromptu, I don't even know what to say, but essential oils, if you take olive oil or another oil, and if a plant is generally going to be alcohol soluble, it usually will be oil soluble. But this is another one that you need a double boiler to actually do. A double boiler, like put a mason jar inside of a boil in water at a medium temperature. And you put the oil and the herbs in there and basically let it go for a while. This takes a little longer. Let it go for, you know, a good hour. But you got to watch it. And you essentially can draw out the essence of the plant into the oil. And then that oil can be added to something like coconut oil, which is a great way to actually do floor, hardwood floors. And you can kind of buff it in and then buff it out. And then that's basically like a floor wash, but it's not a wash before wax, but it's exactly the same process.
0: Like you have to do it with intention and then you, you have to buff it out too. Well, in particular, when you're doing things like from a wax perspective, treat it like your own skin. So just about most things that would be more of these oily type of fats generally will work. Mind you, they have different uh, temperatures they will work with and how much the saturation rate is. That's back to research. But as you were saying, like you're really scrubbing it in there because you want it in. So then it's like, now you're putting a protective layer on top of what you just did.
1: And I should say a little goes a long way, right? If the magic is good, the magic is good, right? Like this isn't quite like medicine, like where, I need 10 tons of medicine to get it to work. In this, it's magic, right? The essence of the plant's ingredients will be there, and it could be a little that gets diluted pretty far. Um, the other common thing you'll see is uh, vinegar for floor wash, re- for hardwood floor washes, lemon, vinegar, and uh, olive oil. And then you can put some essential oils in it or put your own combination. But vinegar, your intention can matter more than the vinegar, but vinegar has a breaking souring aspect to it. It's used in souring spells. But you can get past that if you basically really focus, you leave the vinegar alone and don't even focus on the intention on that and kind of basically just focus on the other ingredients. They are the active ingredients which gets us to a really interesting principle. Like, you can have things that are discordant ingredients, you just kind of ignore them and leave them inert, and then basically focus on the other ingredients to actually make sure they're the active spiritual ingredients, Um, which is often, you know, this is basically one way to use these kind of waxes to basically practically do that. Now, linoleum has floor waxes. I don't know the chemicals for those. I'd have to look those up myself. But this, these couple of things for hardwood floors, which I see in a lot of the, the places in, in Canada and Toronto, seem to have this kind of setup. And a lot of places, even the States, have hardwood floors, and this kind of works well to kind of integrate what we're talking about. Now, maybe you, you don't include salt in that, you know, because it's a wax, but salt won't hurt
0: things per se. It'll just, probably with coconut oil, probably leave it out. right. Um, and I mean, with wax, I know a trick in Japanese culture is like you can burn incense and use the ashes and then put that in the wax. Also, that's another good point. Yes,
1: yes, yes. So you can make whole incenses and put that into the wax. I mean, we're just, what, at eight forty-three. were talking about these practical elements. Maybe we should get some full wax formulas to make people feel like they got some value to add for listening to us for the whole time. <laughs>
0: I mean, you probably did. You probably learned more practical how to actually use this. Oh, yeah. It's much, it was very practical so far. And I mean, even just on a more theoretical note for people, like people made for Vatsu, uh Sacred Geometry, Feng Shui. Uh, in my experience, I find floor washes completely can overpower any bad building dynamics you have.
1: I agree. I agree. If you, you have a talented person with floor washes, you can almost overpower any. And actually, believe it or not, you can empower a lot of inter- interpersonal issues if you have access. If you're an owner of a company and people are starting to get at each other's throat, you lay down some herbs for peace and, and a floor wash when everyone's gone at like, I don't know, nine o'clock at night, coming up with a steam cleaner, boom. Next day, people are like, oh, because it literally they're walking on it. We didn't talk about that, but the effect of walking on it is when you walk, energy gets pushed into your system. It goes up. To your ground it's not usually commonly talked about in most places but when you walk on surfaces that are not that are blessed like this it literally pushes blessed energy into your system every step you take so it changes your your whole it can change the whole dynamic and energies right there just by people walking on it obviously if you're sitting on it like you know um there's the resonance shift but even walking to Over blessed areas or otherwise, you know, for the people who really want to do this, cursed areas, that gets into hot foot powder, basically. It (laughs) spikes those
0: energies into your system either way. like Right. And this is a very much like an Earth dynamic type of piece we're talking about here, which we for people listening that might not be aware earth energy basically is like physical energies that can shift and are used for manifestation purposes so if you're changing your dynamics that quickly yeah i mean, I
1: mean Lord, we're talking about four washes but i mean it very closely relates to stuff like powders as well like where you're walking on it and it it kind of spikes into your foot yeah it, and it's once it spikes in your foot, it kind of gets carried by your, your energy system through your whole body. Kind of for most people, that actually goes through their psychic shielding if they haven't, which most people don't, by the way. They don't have any psychic... They do have some psychic shielding, but it's, it's this personal distance psychic shielding. It's not, it's not yeah, that. it's not from the ground
0: up type of shielding.
1: So for a couple formulas, basically, I like using a, a basic formula for breaking that is camphor, lemongrass, and a little salt. It works really well to clean an area and make it feel positive. Lemongrass has a tendency to change good to bad, so it's doubly breaking and positive. Salt just has a tendency to stabilize and absorb, which is great. And camphor is a traditional herb in many systems of illumination and really positive energies and light. Depending on what your system, what system you're talking about, but I found that formula works really well. You know, honestly, if you use very, very limited, limited, but I mean, otherwise it'll get sticky. Honey, in a, even just some honey and Florida water and rainwater, I found that works pretty well uh, to do a drawing. Yeah, sweetens everyone who comes in, but you got to use not much
0: honey, otherwise it'll get sticky. But that's a simple one, especially if you get some. Uh, decent honey. Right, and I mean, depending on the type of honey now, that has different properties. Right,
1: there's lavender honey, which can add the sweetness with a sort of calm calm you down. Orange honey, which kind of gives a solar effect with the honey, so it depends on what kind of honey it is, you're right. You, kinda, you can kind of branch that honey off a little bit more into things, but just even honey,
0: like I said, honey, rainwater, what was the other ingredient I said there? I already forgot. Honey, rainwater, and uh... That was pretty much it. I took Florida water. Yeah, a little Florida water. And the Florida water is another classic.
1: I mean, some people call it you know, voodoo holy water, but that, I mean but it's got a lot of floral scents. So you can replace the Florida water, which isn't natural, which goes against my whole natural thing, but I mean you could replace that with various um floral type of things, lemon, stuff like that. Well, rose water is a good one. I mean, that has a very Venusian type of thing used for cooking. Yeah, in Hindu and Indian cooking it is used a lot. And actually with a little bit of honey, that's really good too for a sweetener. Like drawing and kind of everyone comes to business, it's just like, oh, I feel so good. I want to, you know, I'm the people here
0: are so nice, which we didn't talk about sweeteners much, but uh, right. And this is, I mean, we still got time on that. I mean another sweetener that I've done a lot is cinnamon and brown sugar. Yep which is basically the core
1: of where you start getting into how you make apple pies. I mean, that's, you don't want to put apples on your floor, but you, know. <laughs> you got the core spices there, you know, cinnamon. Again, you got to use just a little bit. You can use substitutes for some of those sugars too. Like stevia will work as a substitute, but you got to, you kind of got to like get some ste- raw stevia and kind of fill it out. Like the stuff we get is so processed that, you might not even know what the stevia plant looks like when you get it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. gotta get a little bit raw. I, I feel like personally, I would just have to get a little bit raw stevia, natural stevia
0: leaves and stuff like that, you know? Oh yeah. So it's like with the sweeteners in particular, since we're just kind of diving into it now, sweeteners are essentially to help draw things. I mean, people feel good when they walk into a space
1: I don't know that sweeteners draw things per se, but people's natural reaction when they feel sweet in an area or feel good is to come back. Right. Like it's probably other drawing best, but you can use a sweetener in a drawing capacity. So instead of taking everything out and then kind of, you kind of do the opposite motion where you're, usually you want to do these in combinations, by the way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You want to do some sort of breaking. If things are not, if things are pretty stuck, do it breaking floor wash where you clear it out and next week come back and do a drawing floor wash like or a sweeping floor wash but use the motion of drawing where you literally start at your steps and you walk in the house with the stuff and then kind of go to all the rooms mm-hmm. and go out the back door if you have one where you kind of then take the stuff out but you're not tossing it out at that point right because you're trying to leave it draw in right? The the, the, the motion of actually breaking could be quite theatrical and often when I do it, it's I mean it's sort of, I don't know. I I sometimes taunt the bad things in my life, right? Then we've seen this act, right? Where like insult the bad things, like all these bad things and I'll name them off, get out losers. Like or I wouldn't say losers, I usually swear more a lot more. Right. But usually I would taunt the bad things. When you're drawing, you're not actually you're just finding a place that won't kill any trees or anything like that to let the water go, but you're not actually, um, <laughs> you're not letting the, the intentions there for not to throw the bad stuff away because you're trying to draw in the good stuff and not throw it away. So you're not like, get out out the back door. It's not, you're, you're just kind of finding a place to kind of pour out the water. Uh, you know, sometimes I'll even go further to go to a crossroads at that point with the, the drawing water to pay leg butt and crossroad spirits to, okay, here you go. You know, here's this wash that I use. Go bring this to me, <laughs> right? right? Open hey, to this
0: to come to a to a place.
1: It's like a secondary thing.
0: Right, and what you were just talking about there is layering with spirits. I mean, there's so many layers you can do with just a floor wash. Right, we didn't even talk about that, which we should. Like
1: We were just talking about the floor wash, but once you have the formula, you can certainly layer spirits on top of that. To make a blessing. Like I did that at the, the center with Zach, which is our sponsor, which you said. I did it at the center with Zach. And we basically layered a uh, healing property, a spirit of healing, a doctor spirit over the top of the floor wash to promote healing, more healing, because it's a healing center, right? So we're trying to actually double down on this healing vibration and use the spirit on top of the floor wash layer and on top of it to add actual kit. So, I mean, some of this takes a lot more experimentation because you have to actually see that the formula I have will work with the spirit. You could have made the formula key to the spirit directly, so it's like kind of all-in-one. Um, that takes a little – we can't go over every combination.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's just so many at that point. <laughs>
1: yeah you can certainly layer in a fully location over the
0: top of the floor wash before you put it down um right and i would say like for people listening if you're interested in more of these formula set lists or you want to hear more about how to work with herbs in floor washes uh, window washes door washes do let us know on the feedback there in particular because it's like we love this stuff we really do love doing this so just let us know if you'd like to hear more about it yeah we're
1: We're certainly willing to cover more on herbal magic, and me and Zach have been tossing around this idea of actually doing herbal magic, uh, you know, a wiki, uh, where we actually put down not just its magical uses in Western magic, but its its magical uses, particularly its health uses, stuff like that, and actually have a moderated wiki so people
0: can actually add stuff to it. We're working on it. We're thinking about it. Yeah, we're thinking about. I mean, we're going to be covering from a lot of different angles. It's like I'd be definitely taking much more of a Chinese herbology side of things because that's where my expertise is. Andrea's going to be covering from definitely the more root work conjure, but also Western ceremonial side. Yeah, I might cover a few things and Western
1: ceremonial side of things. If we do that. Yeah. So we got five minutes left. So what's our
0: power five minutes? Or five minutes.
1: Five minutes. So we're basically, first of all, we're sponsored by uh, Wujishuan,
0: the Spiritual Wellness Center. And uh, I totally mispronounced it. Okay. It's all good. Wujishuan Life Wellness uh, and Spiritual Performance Center. All right. I need more coffee. It's a coffee day. Do
1: you know that coffee can be used as a device to help communicate with spirits?
0: Yes. And we were. Talking about doing some coffee magic before too. Oh yeah, we totally were. We had a whole thing planned out, folks. Before
1: COVID, we were like, "Yeah, we're gonna have just come have drink people drink coffees at the center and different coffees and
0: do magic." Yeah, yeah. I mean, you think your pumpkin spice latte isn't a potion? Do you know, pumpkin spice has got
1: various like herbs that actually dismiss negativity. It does, like. Literally like the herbs involved in pumpkin spice lattes are like some of the herb better
0: herbs, all herbs that actually get rid of negativity and dismiss negative energies. Yeah, so with that peeps, think about that when you're taking your uh, pumpkin spice coffee for getting any. It's not that basic anymore. How good the general pumpkin spice is,
1: because again, it goes into how much of it is actually how much is derived from any natural source to
0: actually get any kind of the herb in it. You know, they can bless anything, yeah. you know. So It'll probably work. Yeah, no, I mean, I've overcame. I've used Starbucks coffee before for stuff. It works well. (laughs) Back of an Uber, too, because I had to go somewhere. Now I want to know. It was a long day. I barely had any sleep, so I got myself some Starbucks, and I started doing angel evocations into the Starbucks coffee. I was good for that day. There you go. Angels,
1: not just good for getting closer to God. Do you need to pick me up? Just call an angel. Into your Starbucks coffee, Louis. Exactly. For people who are our sponsors today, we're actually going to do some basic floor wash stuff, but for various purposes that we'll discuss. Uh, we didn't get you the ingredients. So in a five-minute break, we want you to take an accounting of what you have in your kitchen because you should be able to make this stuff with what you have in your kitchen. Unless you have a particularly sparse kitchen, in which case we'll still work with figure out a way to do it. There's ways, even with this particularly sparse kitchen. Yes. But a normal set of herbs, uh, we got you. We got you. If, particularly if you can look for bay leaves or basil or cinnamon, any of those, that's a good starting point. And we'll go from there. If you are just tuning in to Deeper Down, thank you. We appreciate all our new fans. Obviously, we run a sponsored part of the show where we actually do a workshop every week. Uh, every other week, and it's only a membership of $10 a month. That's a pretty good deal. U.S., obviously. I should say that now that I have this
0: Canadian flag behind me. <laughs> it's U.S. Yes. You, U.S., and on that, right now we're up to about eight hours, eight to nine hours of private content that you'll get instant access to. There you go. Eight to nine hours of private contact.
1: Uh, content, not contact. Uh, and we are going to start working on book now for some reasons that uh, me and Zach will be able to work on it in a more reasonable way than we were before, so it's going to happen. And with that, if people would like to hear more about floor washes, we can certainly go through another show of floor washes where we just give out more formulas that we think are good. Some formulas, like I said, like I think they're too expensive, so they, they fail the efficiency tests,
0: actually. for The ingredients are too expensive or or I wouldn't feel safe with them. Well, right. And, you know, this gets into things that if you all want us to do maybe like a top 10 list of formula lists, we can possibly do that for a show. Yeah, we would do that. That would, that would be... We could do that. And with
1: that, it's 9 o'clock or so. Stay safe. And with the COVID and especially... If you're in the states. Stay safe. With the other things going on that we know, social unrest and everything else, just try to stay safe. Maybe this is another tool uh, that can help you. Hopefully, we gave you some good ideas on how to, in practice, do this. This came out to like way more mechanics of how not to blow yourself up in your. kitchen, which I didn't think we were going to do that, but it it came out that way that we just started talking about uh, how not to blow yourself up while using alcohol or oils, and that's probably pretty important, actually. So let us know any feedback you have. Again, we're going to soon start our journey, which we're probably going to call season four, since it's season three of where we go through the planetary one show, one planet, and go through the planetary forces and our experiences of forces for sponsors we're going to start going into the actual planetary intelligence evocation every single show that will be the second part of the show it is planetary experience not so much a planetary workshop a planetary experience we're right almost ready we just need a couple more weeks maybe more than more week in particular but we need a couple more weeks and then we'll start start that whole thing and as per jason's request Earth will be the first.
0: Earth will be the first. And then also to all listeners, remember to go up on the podcast site for iTunes. Give us a five star rating so other people can hear about you know the show because more listeners means we can keep bringing more content to you. If you come to the show and you want to hang,
1: you, you got to be able to hang. Just email me at AndreaVitimus at gmail.com. By hang, I mean don't pitch. You can pitch your stuff a little. You can't make the whole show while pitching your stuff. We'll challenge you. We're magicians. You know, you got to be able to hang with magicians. Like as if there was no COVID and we had beers or if you prefer coffees, we're giving an intense discussion. That's what we mean by hang. You got to assume we're not going to just be yes people and we're not going to just agree. We actually have some experience and that's okay. We don't have to agree. It's ideas. It's perspective. It's going back and forth. So if you're interested, AndreaVinemus at gmail.com. Certainly, with some of the planetary stuff, we're going to have, I think, vigorous discussions. We're going to invite some people on that will definitely disagree with us, but not in a polite way, not in a normal Facebook internet way. Like as in, you know, can't get down to the I double dog, triple dare you, Uh, or, you know, basically posting memes about hating each other. No, none of that, right? Well, certainly if you're interested, reach out to us. Uh, reach out to me and we'll work something out. And with that, again, stay safe.